from the virtual newsroom of Impact Alpha. This is your Impact Briefing for Friday, October 23rd. I'm Monique Aiken. Today, I'm joined by Amy Cortese, who's been taking the pulse, virtually of course, at this year's Social Capital Markets, or SOCAP, conference. Hi, Amy. Hi, Monique. And we'll celebrate this week's Agent of Impact, you guessed it, voters, and the agents of democracy who are registering us, mobilizing us, and protecting our rights. But first, here's what you need to know in impact investing. Corporations are lining up to channel capital to Black-owned financial institutions. Since Netflix made a $10 million transformational deposit in Hope Credit Union in Jackson, Mississippi, more than 100 other companies have parked cash there as well. That represents $25 million that Hope can lend to small businesses across the South. The next step? Equity investments in Black-owned financial institutions. Read Hope's Bill Bynum's guest post on Impact Alpha. High-tech greenhouses represent food security and opportunities for institutional investors. COVID is accelerating the shift to controlled environment agriculture. Food infrastructure investing is increasingly institutional-ready, Equilibrium Capital's Dave Chen says on our Institutional Shift podcast. So we can tune the environment to the specific plant and to the specific time of year and to the outside climate and and how we want to create our own unique climate inside. So it is absolutely controlled environment agriculture at a very significant scale. The European Union raised 17 billion euros in social bonds. Europe's 750 billion euro COVID recovery and jobs plans center on green and social initiatives, making the EU the new center of green and social bonds. Electric vehicle makers are on a fundraising tear. The latest is bus maker Proterra, which raised $200 million from investors, including Soros Fund Management and Generation Investment. Policymakers are seeking to accelerate the shift to electrical transport. California will require all cars and trucks sold in the state to be zero emission by 2035. And early stage impact funds are growing up. Chicago-based Impact Engine is stepping up to the growth stage with a $31 million fund to back Impact private equity fund managers and expand growth capital for mission-driven businesses. So we were at SOCAP this week, which, like everything else, was virtual this year. Yeah, I missed not going to San Francisco this year. Me too. Um, there were so many sessions, but Monique, I think your session with Fran Siegel and Kathy Clark about the state of impact investing really set the tone in many ways. As Fran said, with everything that's happened this year from the COVID pandemic and the uneven recovery to the racial justice uprising sparked by the killing of George Floyd and so much else, market sizing and growth rates just felt so inadequate. Um, but I really liked your framing, right? Because at the same time, that turmoil really presents an opportunity to rethink and reimagine some things. True. And this year, with the U.S. presidential election less than two weeks away, policy has also taken on a more important role than ever in impact investing. Here's Fran Siegel. And we need to do better at serving as advocates in policy conversations. Um, the organization, the the, uh, the field has almost had a kind of under recognition of the importance of public policy and the role that public policy plays in allowing impact capital to flow. Um, there have been uh, 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 
again, this predisposition toward, you know, the government should step aside um, and, and that we know how to solve these issues. Um, but what we've seen time and time again is that impact investors, to do our work effectively, we need an enabling public policy environment. And Monique, you also had some thoughts on specific policies that should be addressed. Yep. For one, qualified immunity. There's actually a new campaign afoot right now to dismantle qualified immunity and the associated police brutality that it enables, which, as we all know, disproportionately affects Black and brown people. This campaign is being led by Ben and Jerry and Virgin Unite in partnership with PolicyLink CEO Dr. Michael McAfee. They're building a coalition of community activists and business leaders to hold Congress' feet to the fire on this particular issue. What a great effort. Um, and amid all of this, COVID continues to be a challenge that you know communities around the world are, are struggling with. Uh, in your session, you also addressed the impact investing world's responses to it and the ongoing effort. Here's Kathy Clark. This has been uh, kind of a earth-shaking year for enterprises, um, social enterprises, nonprofit, for-profit, you know, big, small, all the way up to corporates. We did two things this year that were significant. One, I got a little bee in my bonnet about enterprises failing, both social and not, and um, created a website back in March. Um, it was actually after a conversation I had with Fran. Fran, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and we created a website called covidcap.com, which was just basically trying to put the information that SOCAP and NextBillion and, and uh, GuideStar and many others are candid, we're all putting together, but putting it into a searchable database. And we ended up amassing over several months, over a trillion dollars of resources for entrepreneurs around the world. And we had about 40,000 of them visit our site and use it um, to, to find capital, which is amazing. There were tough questions asked in many sessions this time around. Jed Emerson also had a moment of reflection where he asked, are we moving forward or back? And how relevant are our efforts in this time of turmoil? Is it time for a reset or a rejection of a reset? or doubling down for impact? Those are some hefty questions there. I also thought Darren Walker had some very insightful questions about leadership. We have a crisis of leadership and quite frankly, a lack of moral leadership. I don't mean moralizing leaders. I mean leaders who are principled, who are consistent in their leadership, who operate on a principles basis, um, and who continue to inspire us and lift us up to make us better. And I think we do not have those kinds of leaders, as many of them as we need. So at the end of my session, state of the field, Fran asked Kathy and I to share our outlooks on likely trends or themes we might see over the next year and what's needed from the impact investing community to ensure durable change. How do we do in our responses, Amy? You did very well, Monique. Um, yeah, there was a lot of talk about um, accountability came up a number of times, um, holding people's feet to the fire and turning all these pledges on climate change and diversity, equity, and inclusion that we've been hearing, um, turning them into action. Also, uh, there was a call, I believe, by you to be bolder and to get beyond incrementalism. 
one thing that I really loved was you you ended with a very uh, beautiful and powerful quote from a book you're reading, uh, I believe called Emergent Strategy. Yeah, Emergent Strategy by Adrienne Marie Brown. In it, she writes, we are living in the ancestral imagination of others. It's a powerful quote because when you think about it, are we being good ancestors? As one of the commenters who attended our session said in the chat, I think that if we ask ourselves that all the time, we'll make the choices that we need to ensure those durable systemic changes. Now it's time for this week's Agent of Impact, Voters. That's Winton Marsalis, who is on his Sound of Democracy tour with music he has written as a response to the struggles facing the nation. That other sound you hear? Tens of millions of early voters determined to have a voice in the country we want to be. The risks of voting during a pandemic were supposed to deter voting. Instead, threats to our health and our democracy appear to be turning out voters in record numbers. An astounding 47 million people have already voted in the U.S. election. That's more than one-third the total turnout four years ago, with 11 days to go. It's no accident. Agents of democracy have stood strong against efforts to suppress the vote, including voter ID laws, purges of voter rolls and limits on mail-in, drive-in, and early voting. The ACLU is winning voting rights victories in court. Grassroots organizations like Voto Latino and Movement Voter Project are registering and turning out voters. LeBron James, Michelle Obama, Zendaya, and other leaders are helping to open arenas for voting, recruit poll workers, and fight disinformation. In the middle of the pandemic, Nate Silver's 538 is predicting the largest turnout in U.S. election history. What's the sound of democracy? Here's Winton. Jazz music is the perfect metaphor for democracy. We improvise, which is our individual rights and freedoms. We swing, which means we are responsible to nurture the common good of everyone in fine balance. And we play the blues, which means no matter how bad things get, we remain optimistic while still mindful of problems. See all of our agents of impact on Instagram at Impact Alpha. That's going to do it for your impact briefing this week. You can read all of these stories at impactalpha.com. Subscribers receive the brief and full access to Impact Alpha, including subscriber-only Agent of Impact calls. Go to impactalpha slash subscribe and use the code briefing100 for $100 off. Thank you for listening, and thanks to Amy Cortese and our producer, Isaac Silk. I'm Monique Aiken, VP of Programs at Mission Investors Exchange. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to rate and review the show right now. It really helps us reach more listeners. And make sure you check back for next week's Impact Briefing. Till then, take good care.